For those who know what's right. For those wedded to the machines in their bedrooms, their studios, their best friend's garage or basement. For those who negotiate with the system every day to make time for the music that matters. For those who get in debt to fund the fight against the mundane. For those who stay true to their cause even in the face of income and fame through compromise. For those who feel the power of every beat. For those who keep their minds open. For those who encourage and support those pursuing their personal dream. For those who sacrifice relationships to make sure the music is heard. For those for which the music is a lifetime, not a pastime. This is Bass Agenda. 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 to Base Agenda, a real packed show for you this month, a real mind bender as well, as we delve into the music of Polar Droid, fantastic artist, also man behind Roulette Records that you may be familiar with, also records under a number of other aliases as you'll find out as the show goes on, lots of great electro and stuff that bends electro into a completely new shape, I've liked this guy's music for a while now and it's great to see that he's got a new album coming out on Science Cult, album's called Son of Mullock track you're listening to right now is from that that's out very soon those of you who listened to last month's episode will know a bit about it already we're going to dig deeper into it plus his influences and a whole lot more enjoy
trying to find new solutions because I'm quite bored of what, that, what I do and okay. the work conditions are really terrible so uh, I think it's enough for me right so right that's why what is it you do man I'm a social worker okay. I worked uh, mostly in night shelters you know mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. it's uh, on the first line emergency um, sheltering right right I also worked with Uh, in schools, uh, in formation centers, mm. and lately with uh, refugee kids, uh, minors that come from abroad but with their parents. You know, you don't all, always have the means to do a correct work. Somehow you carry all the institution on your shoulders, yeah. and then you see people above you who make stupid decisions. You are dealing mm-hmm. with very important issues and yeah. with humans in uh, really uneasy uh, situations. Mm. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. I think I can already start to see where your the darkness in your music comes from, man. Because you must have some, <laughs> you must have you must have some frustration to get out. <laughs> yeah, I have quite a lot actually. Uh, but I think music has always been a form of catharsis for me. You know. Yeah. Mm, sure. Uh, I think it's not a, a surprise if if I started as a death metal singer at the age of 16. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> yeah, in the long run, when I when I take a look back, yeah, it kind of makes sense. Mm. Um, yeah. Uh, I think it was maybe easier for me at the time to to express myself that way, that directly to to someone else. So, mm. yeah, I mm. think a lot of frustrations yeah. and anger uh, are more easily expressed that way. Yeah. So how did you go from that into electronic music or, or, or were they kind of side by side in your life? Oh, it happened by accident. Actually, um, it's uh, a girlfriend that asked me to go with her to a club. Because at the time I was still into metal, mm. and uh, I, I've always been a bit radical. So it's funny because at that time the people I was making fun of was mm. people listening to techno. You know, when we were seeing yeah. a guy in his car <laughs> listening to it, it was boots, boots. so it was yeah. uh, the usual stuff. And then I decided to go. Mm. Uh, I think the drugs helped a little bit and it was uh, a, like a punch in the face. Mm. It was really a kind of experience that was beyond music. And uh, I started to, to listen mm. and quite fast I switched, I switched to the more experimental side. 
I discovered Arias Records, and at that time they released um, the Affix Twin Classics. Mm. Amazing. I also had a friend uh, who was DJing at that time, so uh, I started to see him, and uh, he showed me his most uh, experimental records. Mm. And that's how I started to get interested into it because I found in that side of uh, electronic music the same aggressivity yeah. that I found in uh, in the metal scene. Mm. So for me it was uh, like a soft transition mm. because uh, it was just a different sound. And I also left uh, death metal because there was a lot of uh, bad moments that uh, that were linked to that. I had a friend who uh, was the drummer of uh, Enthroned, who became a quite well-known death metal oh, yeah, band. Yeah, man, I know, the, uh, I know the name. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and uh, I was quite close with him at that time. Mm. And, you know, at the beginning of the 90s, it was a very provocative uh, period in the metal scene. You had bands like Decide, Glenn Benton, who was carving a satanic cross on his forehead. You had uh, very extreme things. It went somehow too far, you know, because uh, we were searching for uh, things like Satanism and occultism. And yeah. uh, for him, uh, unfortunately, uh, it went sour because he decided to take his life. Oh. So I think for me, it was a turning point. I decided to not have to do anything yeah. uh, with that scene anymore. And that's the moment when I switched completely to electronic music. Does this is 
family is mostly Russian. Mm. Uh, I also have uh, Austrian and Swedish roots, okay. but it's uh, not so much. Mm. And um, my father was also born in Belgium from an Austrian father and a Russian mother. Okay. So uh, when he visited um, uh, the family, when he came back to Russia, mm. when he was 20 years old, it's at the time he met my mother. Mm. So she became pregnant with him, and then they did, decided to come back to Belgium, and that's how uh, I was born here. Uh, I spent a good chunk of my youth there, all uh, mm. summers, until I was uh, 10 or 11 years old, when mm. my father died, actually. Mm. And then I've not been for 20 years, so it was... Uh, the last time I think I went, it was 85, and then from 85, to 2005 I've not been so I saw the brutal change between old old school communism and yeah. uh, wow. the new Russia like for every person from a migrant background you are always between two seats because mm. you don't really feel the the nationality of your 
country of uh, okay, I'm not sure how to say that, but where, where you live, and then when you go back to your country of origin, mm. you realize there is sometimes major differences between yeah. between how you feel and the general population. Yeah. So it's always being between two seats. There is a yeah. kind of duality like that. And mm. I think it, it also reflects in my music. I, mm. I had a look back uh, at it. Uh, and then I realized there is always um, some paradoxical elements or very high contrast mm. of elements. And I think this is also one of the reasons. Martin Matiske and you're listening to Base Agenda.
Circle Futur. Uh, mm. You have to excuse. I can't pronounce anything properly, man. Yeah, Circle Futur, <laughs> but it's okay. Circle <laughs> Futur, okay. And then the track is Afro Anthropocene. Anthropocene in French, yeah. Yeah, all the tracks of uh, Circle Futur are written in French. It's just uh, okay. something okay. that I decided. And Anthropocene, I think it's, uh, it describes the, the period uh, of the Earth where man has an influence on it. I think it's, uh, it's a good representation of what my music is about at this point and what I have in my mind. You know, it's this mm. uh, fragile balance between uh, chaos and order. You know, all that chaotic side, but mm. which kind of always falls on its back. Mm. And you have some uh, rhythmic elements that, um, that help in its track to not completely lose yourself in all the sounds and mm. that keep the, uh, a path that you can follow. And I mm. think it's one of the tracks that at that at the time when I made it represented really the, the best way this um, this balance between uh, everything you know paradoxical things and here it's more yeah the, it's not really melodic but it's not really uh, completely uh, noisy and it's mm. not really dancing but at the same time you you have all the bases that mm. are trying to to make you stand and move yourself because mm. it's uh, it starts to take over you yeah so when you be talking about the effect that humans have on the so this is this is talking about the period on this planet where humans are having a, some kind of impact on the so this would be the vi the environment the climate the exactly the yes land. this is what yep. it says yeah I think my favourite out of the four tracks that you've chosen by you, though, is is, is Homo Glo Glo Globalis. Yeah, this is uh, quite an alien track. I think it's uh, one of the most uh, unique ones I've done because the structure of the track is nothing classic at all. Mm. Uh, yeah, the the drums sound like a drummer, but not really. Then you have all these other elements that are really coming and going out, and you don't really know it goes. It still keeps you in the beat and head nodding, but at the same time, you oh oh, oh what is happening here? Yeah. You know, that's all why I like this, it. That's why all like that it. chaos that still comes at you. Mm. So uh, yeah, I, th I think it came out by accident. I was really experimenting. And then I said, okay, why not do that? Why not do that? And that's 
that's how it happened. of the wave jumper i get obviously i get the drexia reference there's a lot of it's very it's very i'm trying to think what it is there's a lot of sounds in there that remind me of several different drexia tracks yeah uh, i don't know whether that was your intent uh, yeah that was totally the intent for that uh, for that album yeah mm. and i'm quite happy with it because um mm. when i sent it to uh, micron records they took it like it was no they 
they changed nothing. I think uh, Roberto mm. uh, understood what was the the idea behind and it, and found it coherent enough to leave it exactly as it was, even the track list. Mm. Mm. So mm. yeah, I'm 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 quite proud of that one, even if it's still the old classic Polaroid sound. Mm. But uh, I think there is uh, enough um, subtleties to. Mm to to be appreciated even 30 years after the Direxia tracks, which are obviously yeah. with Yiltradine the main influence behind mm. all this album. Mm. Yeah, yeah, no, it sounds really good. It's, it's, I, I like it though, because it's not, it, it doesn't feel like a Drexia copy, although there's a lot of similarities, but it, it feels more like a tribute than a, a direct ripoff, if you know what I mean. Um, yeah, that's why I yeah. try to do, and even when the, uh, so I did an album for Diffuse Reality before this one, which mm. was called The Last Wave Jumper, and it was always on the same principle. Uh, basically, I wanted to to tell the story of the of a wave jumper who get lost in the in the barren sea, and then he, by some uh, submarine uh, corridors he gets into Lake Baikal where he um, meets uh, a Rusalka, which is uh, the equivalent of a mermaid. But she's, mm. it's quite different because it's um, it's quite particular to the Russian folklore. Right. So I wanted to really to, to associate the two things, to mm. make the two worlds collide. And uh, yeah, this album in Mikrom is uh, the, the continuation of that story somehow.
listen to me. What we do here, it's fucking essential. It's like oxygen. The world's dying of a thousand heart attacks. We heal them up. It's a goddamn public service what we do. It's not, that's, not, that's the only reason to make music. Music, So you've chosen the electronic uh, Masada, yeah, uh, from the Xenomorph Jazz project a- ensemble. Yeah, it, it, it feels a lot more freeform than than some of the others. Yeah, it's it's why I chose it because the others are more constructed. And mm. then by starting to listen to my tracks again, I realized, okay, I'm doing this kind of weird jazzy thing and uh, I told myself okay now let's try to make a track like that El Bianco album mm. okay let's give it a try and I think it's the first track where I managed to uh, to somehow uh, capture that vibe for a, for a short moment especially in the beginning of the track um, mm. I think this, it sounds really like those um, uh, old 70s music like Lalo Schifrin, you know, the guy who made the soundtrack for Dirty Harry ah, on the yeah. Starsky Edge TV show, mm-hmm. you know, that kind of very, um, very jazzy, but also very uh, funky and experimental in the sounds yeah. at the same that time. Abstract element to it. Yeah, yeah exactly. And mm-hmm. I think uh, that Electronic Masada was really my first uh, successful attempt to make something mm. that sounded a little bit like that. So Got that's it. why I chose it. And at the end, it goes a little bit more re- electronic with mm. that acid sound. Yes. So mm. that was yeah, yeah. The, the, the idea behind it. Some Start something in the vein of uh, what I really like in the jazz fusion uh, mm. music from the early 17s and then uh, gradually come to, to to another sort of chaos, but electronic this time with mm. uh, references to well electronic music with that acid sound. und ihr hört Base Agenda Radio.
been I've, I've been really enjoying the new album on Science Cult, um, and it's it's funny because obviously I, I I mean I get sent sent quite a lot of music, I get sent quite a lot of promos, and with mm-hmm. with with sort of typical dance floor electro stuff, you mm-hmm. can you can kind of flick through a track and think yes I'll go back to that one and listen to it in full. And with a lot of them, you can hear the beginning, you can hear the middle, and you think, well, I, I pretty much know what that six minutes is going to be like. But with your stuff, you, you have to listen. You have to go for the journey. Um, is that something you consciously do, or is that just that's just your natural...? Yeah, I think I, I had a switch in my mind, uh, because in the past I was making the really traditional and predictable music. Um, and I think it's also one of the one of the reasons I left doing music back like uh, more than ten years ago. Mm. Uh, I was using only machines, mm. uh, and I think my my gear was so limited that um, at the end I was uh, always rehashing the same things, and everything was sounding the same. Mm. So that's why I gave it a stop and. I was trying to think of how to describe it the other day, and I, I, I the, the closest I could come, and, and I hope you don't mind me saying, <laughs> the closest I could come was it's sort of it's 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 Herbie Hancock, the 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 tracks you've chosen in particular, meets Drexia, but it's like the two it's like they were jamming together and they took acid, <laughs> <laughs> and that's and that and that's that's how and that and they used you to communicate the sound. Does that does that make it? <laughs> I think that's the biggest compliment someone could make me. Oh, good. Oh, that's so, all right. yeah, it's... I just love how different it is. And I, and I think Science Cult is a really good label for you to release that on because I think Stefan definitely understands that, you know, more adventurous... Yeah, yeah, exactly. Side of thing. Yeah, yeah. Yes, it, yeah. that's probably why I have more difficulties to find a, a, a label. And, mm. yeah, the reaction was pretty amazing.
This is Sir, and you are listening to Base Agenda. the album a little bit more because when mm-hmm. i interviewed interviewed stefan he was explaining that you guys have worked quite closely together on on not not <laughs> not just the music but the, the 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 whole concept uh you know the 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 whole kind of story and okay i'm gonna tell all the process because i think it's important um okay. they contacted me uh in march i think it was yeah it was march 2022 mm-hmm. and uh, they asked me if i had some music so uh, they told me why it was for so i sent them all i had but mm. uh, the year before i did uh, un- 126 tracks just in that year and uh, before they contacted me i think i made at least tw- 20 more at the time it was COVID. wow so i was uh, working half time so i did had not much to do with my time so sure. I completely dove into it. Yeah. And uh, so yeah. I sent them the 150 tracks. Uh, then they made a track list that they sent me. And then it was the first shock because I realized they took tracks that were supposed to go to for Cercle Future, uh, which, which is another project I have. There is also uh, a track uh, that was supposed to go for the Xenomorph Jazz Ensemble. Mm. And uh, because they were all in the same playlist and I did not take the time to make some order and to exclude those tracks from the playlist. Right. So it was quite a surprise when I saw them. I think the challenge was uh, to to build a story around it that could uh, where the tracks mm. could make sense, you know. I see. I see. It was uh, something uh, to to add some homogeneity to the ensemble mm-hmm. to make it uh, uh, something coherent. 
Mm. And uh, it's at that point, I think, that I bombarded them <laughs> with images <laughs> and, uh, and book quotes, because at some time I was reading um, very much and I took the, the routine to co copy all the things that were talking to me in, uh, mm. in separate notes. Mm. So uh, I delve into those notes mm. and then I started copying them and uh, the story started to make sense because uh, Stefan sent me, like he said, uh, a basis for the story. And yeah. then uh, I started to, uh, to reassemble all the puzzle elements. Mm. Right, I and see. and mm. and this is how the the album is uh, is born, and mm. this is why the songs are very different, sometimes mm. one from another, and mm. uh, this is also why the story has uh, so much elements, different elements inside of it. It's a mm. big syncretic mess of uh, ancient history, mythology. Uh, modern esotericism, so you know it's uh, a big bag yeah. full of uh, completely different things but that are linked together with uh, some some thread. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Oh, cool. And it, it, so it's the son of Moloch, is that is that the right way? Yeah. Does that, does that stem from anything in particular or is that an invention by you? Or? Oh no, not really. I was uh, reading uh, things about uh, rights of initiation uh, initiation and then uh, i came about an article that was saying that the moloch rites uh, that were performed in the uh, in the mesopotamian uh, times were actually mm -hmm. not not a god not a sacrifice but a initiation Mm. So, and this is the, the site that I decided to explore and exploit on the album to, mm. to construct the whole story. Right. Wow. Yeah. So, almost everything is coming from uh, something real, but it's constructed in a way that you just like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck is good, man. I like what the fuck. Frankie Teardrop. 20-year-old Frankie He's married, he's got a kid And he's working in a factory He's working from 7 to 5 Time to check out Polar Droid's influences now Kicking off with the amazing Frankie Teardrop by Suicide He's just trying to survive Well, it's here for Frankie Frankie, Frankie can't make it Cause things are just too hard Frankie can't make enough money Frankie can't buy enough food 
and Frankie's getting evicted. Well, it's here for Frankie. Oh, Frankie, Frankie. Frankie, Frankie. Frankie is so desperate. his wife and kid Frankie's gonna kill his kid Frankie picked up a gun Pointed at the six-month-old kid in the crib Oh, Frankie Frankie looked at his wife. Shut, Shut up! up. <laughs> 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 oh, what have I done? A tear for Frankie. <laughs> Frankie with a gun to his head. I know, I know. Frankie's dead. One of the tracks I mentioned in the playlist it was Frankie Teardrop. Oh man! From uh, Suicide. So good. The first time I heard it, I was shocked, really. But I could not really uh, appreciate it on a musical point of view. Now, mm. when I listen to it, I hear it differently. Because at the time, yeah, you know, there is two chords, one beat and one voice that is screaming. So, yeah, at the yeah. time, you're just like, yeah, no, not really. Okay, it's <laughs> shocking, and that's why I love it. But musically, no. And then when you get older you start to listen to it repeatedly and then you in i think it's at that moment that you really start to find the real darkness of that music 
Frankie Teardrop, I think it's really similar to another song which has nothing to do with it, but it's The End by The Doors, oh, which is yeah. also a very, a, a very long track mm. and mm. it has that hypnotic side yes. that at some point, if you hear it, you, you just can't do anything else that just stop doing what you do and start listening. Yes. And I it takes you, you by the hand and yeah, you completely uh, dive into it. And I think they are really similar on that point of view because you hear it and it grows on you, you know, yeah. and you start really uh, going into that vibe and... It kind of possesses you in a way. Yeah, it's exactly that, yeah.
it's funny that you mentioned that uh, LB Hancock album because it's really one of my main influences. Mm. And uh, it was, uh, I think they released it in 73 or something like that. And it was so out of time. And when you listen to it, it's still so completely different that you, you really can't say uh, there is a vibe coming out of that music that is really not only timeless but also so strange and at the same time it, it just takes you by by the hand mm, and yeah. it invites you to follow you and yeah. that's yeah that's the story of completely getting into a song mm. having at some point the need to to sit down and really listen yeah i think a lot of people don't particularly these days with with you know spotify and all this shit. yeah you know, pe people people don't listen you know really listen yeah um, I think music has lost a lot uh, a lot of its value because we are yeah being bombarded by everything I think uh, a music um, goes with every product that someone is trying to sell you so yeah at, at some point I think it's mm. inevitable that yeah we need to find new strategies to um, touch people yeah How were you introduced to um, the Herbie Hancock, for example? What? How did you discover that? Oh, I was in my late teens at, or early twenties. Mm. I met someone who was listening to that kind of music. He was much older than me. There was a 15 years difference. And uh, he started to make me listen uh, really long jazz tracks. But the, the period between 68 and 75, let's say. Mm. And I think it was the most interesting one. And that's how I started to listen uh, to things like Miles Davis, L.B. Hancock, mm. uh, also a lot of um, prog rock uh, mm. stuff, mm. like uh, Emerson, Lake and Palmer. Yes, okay. also. And yes. that's how I came in contact, because before that, I had to listen, but I think I did not hear the, the right things that were really uh, compatible with my state of mind and how I perceive it. Mm. So when I, I really clicked with that old free jazz fusion movement mm. from mm. the late 60s, early 70s.
So we've got the Orteco Me remix of Scorn, Falling. I mean, that's another long one, but it's, it's always evolving, isn't it? It's really subtle, but yeah. Yeah. It, what is it? Why is that one special for you, man? Uh, I think it was the collision of two worlds that uh, one one I was into, metal, Mikaris, mm. you know, mm-hmm. uh, which started this Scorn project, which was much more electronic, mm. but it was still Mikaris, and it had that connection with the metal scene, you know, the heaviness, the mm. atmospheres, it was really dark. And yeah. then you had uh, the abstract side of uh, Otega. Mm. And it was uh, really the best of both worlds mm. united. And um, yeah, I think it's very long, but it could not work another way because you somehow need this long repetition to yeah. to get into the track. You know, it's like altered states. Uh, mm. Some mm. people do it with, with tambourines or flutes and... Mm. Yeah, I guess it's my way to get into an, into another level of consciousness, let's say it like that.
This is Boris Divider and you are listening to Base Agenda. Jaguar, which is um, Alec Empire. Yes, Alec Empire. Yeah, yeah. That's another. That's a very classic to me. Listening back, that's a very classic sound of that era. You know, it's yeah. a good. It's a good example of that. What was going on at that time? Yeah, early nineties. Yeah. yeah, when I, the first time I heard this album, uh, Generation Star Wars, I was really in shock, and uh, I think it was my favorite producer because. Uh, it was Affix Twin, but without the cheesy parts, you know, the mm. kiddie stuff and, uh, and yeah. the very uh, gentle melodies. Uh, yeah, coming music from metal. Bo- it, music boxy bits, and yeah. Yeah, exactly. Coming from metal, it was everything I hated. So, yeah, it was just full on darkness and, uh, okay, let's make it aggressive as much as we can. So, yeah, mm. this was a really... Uh, uh, an important moment for me when I started listening to him because it really motivated to to buy the machines. Mm. It was all music I listened to before uh, I started buying them. So yeah, this is why I chose those particular tracks because it's all tracks that motivated at some point to um, to make the step and buy machines and uh, mm. start doing it myself.
I always liked music and uh, starting with metal and uh, especially death metal, mm. uh, having uh, Napalm Death and Mikaris as a role model, I think right. it opened my mind to uh, like probably no one else could because mm. even listen to Napalm Death when you are 16, it's still something of an experience, even when you think you are cutting edge and you do it for the to affirm your personality. But mm -hmm. it marks you profoundly, I think. And yeah. when you hear something that is strange afterwards, uh, you take the time to to understand what mm -hmm. what's behind that. Mm -hmm. So I think that's what helped me to broaden my uh, mm -hmm. my taste and. Um, all the things I listened.
And you added one late on, which was Trichome. Yeah, it was Spatula. It was from his uh, yeah. second album on Schematic. Mm, really cool. I love that track as well. Really nice. Very deep. Yeah. Why that one, man? You you, you, you mentioned that you really wanted to make a point of, of, of mentioning him. Yeah, because uh, <clears throat> he's one of the people who um, really made me discover another world in electro music. I started listening to pure electro in 96. Mm. And uh, at some point in, I think it was 2000 or 2001, uh, I came by accident on Electro Alliance forum. Ah, right. And yeah, it was the the board that was uh, created by uh, Exact, Larry McCormick. Mm. Yes. And this is really a special moment for me because it's where I uh, met a lot of people who mm. are still to this date my friends. Mm. So it's more than 20 years friendships. And mm. uh, I think this forum had, at least it had for me a, a big importance because it connected me to a lot of different people. Mm. And uh, the first time I heard Tricom's mixes and Ben Milstein's music. I could also uh, mention Ben because uh, I'm really a fan of his music, but he's not mm. producing uh, so much anymore on the uh, electronic side. So no. I decided to to choose uh, Barry, which is producing uh, quite often, mm. and he releases on his uh, SoundCloud pages uh, really long sessions, you know, 30, mm. 40, 50 minutes of, mm. uh, of his music that mm. you can even download and nah. just listening to one of these pieces I mean is a source of inspiration for mm. weeks and months
at the time I think I only heard these mixes, but I, I was already impressed because it did not sound like everything else. Mm. You know, it was a mix of IDM and electro and bass music, and mm. but really strange stuff. Uh, mm. the, the kind of things that you hear at three, four, five in the morning when you are at a party, and then you, you can't help but wonder, okay, it, was it the music? Was it me? Was it the drugs? <laughs> what was it? Yeah. And yeah, when I hear it, I am just amazed at uh, how it sounds. You still can dance to it, but at the same time, you're far beyond in the fourth dimension because the yeah. atmosphere is so unreal and so mm. so crazy. It's mm. it's just a different world, you know. Mm. You you pass a portal and you are out there. I love it. It's really a kind of psychedelic experience. <laughs> sounded completely different from mm. um, most of the releases that are mm. coming out. I mean, I think, uh, but you probably understood it by now. It's, it's, it's really something that drives me, the being different and uh, trying new things. So when you hear that uh, all the whole EP, it you cannot you just cannot not be amazed by the uh, by the coherent ensemble of completely fucked up sounds. Yeah, you know. Mm. Yeah, uh, I think it's it's quite similar to what you said at some point about my music. It's uh, quite chaotic, but it uh, at some point I think it just all melts together mm. in a beautiful way that that is very harmonious. 
Yeah. And the yeah. fact that it's very different from all the mainstream sounds. Mm. This is what. It's almost like you, as the, the artist, is, is kind of guiding somebody through the chaos. So there is a lot of stuff flying about. But yeah. You're, but you've kind of you're hold, you're also holding the listener's hand and saying, you know, don't worry, this is going somewhere. Is it, is yeah, there is a there is a thread you can follow. Yeah, uh, it's, it's mm. different. Sometimes it's um, it's a feeling. Sometimes it's a melody. Sometimes it's just a rhythm or even a pulse. But mm. I think Stefan really managed to to get that going in the track. Yes, it's uh, it's like for all the music I've uh, I spoke uh, about mm. before. It just takes you by the hand mm. and it transports you into a world. We combine beyond human. This is Anthony Roger and you listen to Base Agenda. Then you chose hexaline, 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 uh, yeah. hexaline, rex test. I, I'm, yes, that's it. Again, I wish everybody would call their tracks <laughs> numbers or you know number number twenty four or. <laughs> but yeah, yeah that is that. I love that track. Um, that's really patterned. It's a high. It's like one hundred and fifty BPM or something. Really energetic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's great, man. Yeah, love it. It's actually made by uh, Data Crash Robot. Maybe you know him under oh, that moniker. Yeah, I didn't know that. Him. Yeah, I've released I released an EP by him years ago. Yeah. Very oh cool. wow, I didn't know that was him. 
Wow. Yeah, I'm always ama amazed at his music. I always liked what he do, and mm. uh, I mean, every release is is really particular. And mm. I think he has such a talent to to craft his music mm. because you hear it's really crafted. It, there is a lot of attention in the details. Yes, uh, it, it's not. It can sound chaotic, but it's really well organized. You know, mm. every mm. element falls in its place because it's wanted, not by uh, randomness or probability. Mm. And that's mm. what I appreciate in it. So am I right thinking that Roulette Records is is, is finished or? No, uh, something is coming to an end, uh, uh, but it's not the label. I think it's my way of uh, uh, dealing with it. Because uh, in the last episode, Stefan talked a lot about how you deal with a record label. I think mm. um, it, it was uh, thought provoking for me. Mm. So um, yeah, I want to. I also want to start doing new things. You know mm. that always that wish to experiment. So uh, yeah, mm. I can I can tell it to you. So it's an exclusivity for you. So uh, <laughs> the next release will have n no electronic instruments. Wow. Okay. It mm. yeah. It will be also released on tape. It's a new medium for the label. Mm -hmm. And uh, it, it will be three duets uh, with a saxophonist, mm -hmm. a, a cellist, mm -hmm. and uh, a drummer. And wow. they uh, play and they play a duet uh, with each other uh, uh, on the on the release. So wow. it's between avant-garde, contemporary, con music concrete, and uh, and jazz. Wow! Wow! Yeah. That's so. Yeah, I really want to broaden the the, the horizons of the label yeah. because electronic mm. music is nice, but I somehow need something else. Sure. And I think after 20 years of uh, of having that label, I think yeah, maybe it's time to to give him its emancipation. <laughs> are, are you involved? At, are you involved musically at all with that, or are you 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 you're purely? No, like... not. Not with this one, but I can give you another exclusivity. Oh, it's, uh, <laughs> I'm working on, I'm in talk uh, for the moment uh, to create something that would 
probably uh, be done next year, not before, but that will also make the connection between uh, that world and the electronic music world. So it's a collaboration, mm -hmm. but to people from very different backgrounds. And okay. I hope to release that in the late 2024 mm -hmm. with, um, with a nice presentation. So let's see how it goes. But yeah, mm -hmm. I have more projects in that vein. So more uh, mixing of electronic and uh, avant-garde jazz music, mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. I really, I think, uh, releasing all that Xenomorph jazz ensemble uh, tracks uh, <clears throat> uh, helped me to yeah, liberate myself from chains I had before. So it's time mm. to fulfill my vision. If it doesn't work, it's okay. But sure. if it works, then it's just another step. Thought we'd play something quickly off of uh, the Roulette Records label that Vadim's been talking about. And he mentioned Ben Milstein a little while back. So here's a track by him on the label called Back.
great stuff from Polar Droid. Really interesting guy, really interesting approach to music. Always enjoy speaking to somebody who's trying to push the boundaries. Make sure to check out the new album, Son of Moloch, out very soon on Science Cult. Check out their uh, Bandcamp page. Very nice double vinyl and uh, digital version available as well, I believe. Keep an eye on him. Keep an eye on Roulette Records, of course. Going to jump into the promo box for a short while now. Check out a few other bits that have popped up on the radar. There's a hell of a lot more out there that I could play. I'll try and get something done for that over the next few weeks. Maybe another edition of Radar Blips for you. First up, untitled track from Oral Mining 3 by Real by Real.
this is Lloyd Stellar and you're listening to Base Agenda.
So a quick catch up for you. After Real by Real, we got into Digital Hallucinations by Lloyd Stella. Then into Some Terror with You Can Only Go Forward from his new album. Check that out. Then we got into a track we're sitting on top of right now, uh, which is Americord with Frequence. This was sent to me by Sunil Sharp. Thanks to him for sharing it. This is off the next Ear Wiggle release, which is a compilation of Electro made by Irish artists, made from 1999 to 2005, double vinyl, digital as well, features Decal, Metronime, Phil Kieran, Takeover Sound, Chimera, a few other guys as well. It's called Dreams of Electric Bleep and comes out early next month. Next up, last track of the show, something new from Alva Recek, nice bouncy one, called IPA. this month love and thanks out again to polar droid for taking part in the show thanks to you guys for listening as ever the show is available to download on patreon.com slash base agenda tomorrow morning it will be up at some point next week as well on soundcloud.com slash base agenda full track list included on both of those of course all being well we'll have a guest from detroit next month more information on that soon in the meantime Support the artists that you've heard as best you can and have a good weekend. Cheers.
Yo, this is DJ Digital. Thanks again for checking out Andy on the Base Agenda Show. 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 Base Agenda Show.